I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk. Welcome back to Blue Jays Nation Radio, episode 34. As always, well, not actually as always, this is usually Tyler doing this, but he decided I don't want to be here. For the Blue Jays homecoming, I'm going to go into the woods, wander around, disappear for the most exciting part the Blue Jays season. So it's me, Cam Lewis, and I've got Paul Berthelo with me. Paul, how's it going? It's going good. I can't believe Tyler missed it. It's like, what's he doing? He picked the hell of a time to go on vacation. Hey, what's wrong with you? It's nuts. He went, he went on vacation, so he's gone for like 10 days in total. And Man. during his vacation, he was gone for the Blue Jays homecoming, the MLB trade line, the ex- NHL expansion draft, <laughs> the NHL free agency period. It was just like, dude, what are you doing? How did I you find that? I don't know if we have any NBA fans, but there's NBA draft too. There's just a ton of stuff going on. This is the worst time to go on vacation. Tyler, what are you doing? And all this guy's been doing the whole time is just like sitting on his phone, posting on Twitter, watching sports happening unfold from the woods. <laughs> he missed. Both of us were there this weekend. It was fantastic. We there, yeah. He missed an unbelievably good weekend. This was a long time in the waiting. The Blue Jays came back home and played in Toronto for the first time since September 2019. Played what felt like a meaningful game for the first time since, let's be honest, like the 2016 American Championship Series. Yeah, and also that, that's what the atmosphere felt like. That was a playoff-type atmosphere. Even though it was only 15,000 people there, that, that building was rocking. Like we were both a part of that crowd. That was, that was a really, really cool experience to be a part of. I really, really enjoyed it. It was. It was a... It was, to be completely honest, also, the Friday night game specifically, I mean, I think once you got to Saturday, Sunday, it was a little bit more toned down. Like, it was still, like, a really good atmosphere. But the Friday night was, like, an emotional night. Like, they did. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. They did. Um, they pulled out the huge flag for Okanda. I remember they did that back yep. in the playoffs when they were there. They, 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 yeah, they did, yeah, that's a playoff candidate. That's, like, a special occasion kind of thing they do that for, so. They had, um, what else did they do? No, it's all a blur. I remember I started like, I had to put my sunglasses down because I started tearing up when they were doing Oh, the, um, oh me, me too, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You feel a little lump in your throat, just. But yeah, it was, it was an amazing cool. weekend. It was, it was, it was amazing, yeah. Like, I'm, still, I think, I'm still, I feel like hype over it. It's when Vladdy came up to hit for the first time and you hear the MVP yep. chant and he's just, over the place, everyone's on their feet going nuts. Like, it was just. It did. It, it, it was cool. It was really fun. good. You can definitely feel how the team is going to go ahead and get like a huge boost finally playing games at home, right? Like it's it's so clear that there's going to be so much momentum from this. Oh, absolutely. I said they took care of business against KC. I mean, they were, they were in control every one of those games. There's never a moment where you thought, we're in the, they're not going to win this. Like, no. Not at, I mean, honestly felt for me on Friday, like even, even though there was the Friday game was pretty close, like they ended up winning the game 6-4. And I know at one point it was like 3-2. Kansas City was only behind by one run. It seemed like they had some guys on bases and they were kind of kind of poking yeah. a little bit. But honestly, 
and then it, it just felt the whole weekend like they were going to sweep. Like, it didn't feel like they were going to lose no. any of these games. It never once felt like they were they were threatened at all. Like, there was never one dicey moment where, oh, this could be it. No, not once. It was, it was great. So it's extremely good vibes around here. So we're going to jump into three up, three down, brought to you by Twig and Berries. As always, head over to twigandberries.ca and buy yourself some clothes, some underwear, some socks, all of this kind of stuff. 15% off with the promo code NATION15. As always, that's Twig and Berries. Three up, three down, and since it's a sweep, and since the vibes are very good, there's going to be no downs. We're just going to talk about the three ups, and the first up that I have was George Springer and his debut in Toronto. He's one of those handful of guys who is a big-time Blue Jay now. They signed to the huge contract last offseason, and he hasn't played a game yet in Toronto. And he made his debut on Friday, and it was a loud debut. It was a very loud debut, yes. I think uh, the Saturday game, I was a little more memorable, hitting two 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 big home runs like that first one was that was a bomb both of them are bombs really let's be honest yeah i think, I think the, other... the first the first home run he hit so he hit the leadoff home run on saturday and i think yeah. that was what the 40th of his career yeah it was his 40th career leadoff home run yeah i think he's the eighth person all time to hit to hit 40 leadoff home runs so that was uh that was a cool milestone to be to see and it's, I think that that whole Saturday game, two home runs on the lead-up fire. Like, yeah, George Springer is the Blue Jay. Like, it's just, he is. He's kind of his, is. That's kind of his sort of, I think, his kind of coming out party a little bit. He had a good day. just a tremendous weekend. Yeah. Like, he'd had he'd had some big games and some big dingers. I mean, I remember even uh, between his two dis, uh, injured list stints, he had that, that uh, I think it was a two-homer game. One of them was that huge one that he just drilled. It was in Dunedin. But oh yeah, on, on three, yeah. I know three and oh yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that was the one that felt like it was like at his eyes, and he still yeah. just crushed it out. But this, yeah. this really felt like his first huge game, or first like huge like series here. He went three huge series, four, yeah, because yeah, huge series. Because even on Sunday, he, they even there today, he had say two walks and a double. Like he's just producing from the leadoff spot. He's been he's been unreal ever since ever since Charlie would put him up leadoff. Yeah. He's been incredible. It does, uh, it, yeah, it does feel like he's definitely gotten a spark batting leadoff and sparked the team. He went three for four in the first game with an RBI. And then in the second game, two for four, three RBIs, the two dingers, like you mentioned. And then in the third game, Sunday, one for three, a couple of walks. His OPS is now up to 951. It's like the, the, the cold George Springer we saw straight away when he came off the injured lift is very clearly gone now. Very clear gone, yeah. And his, his defense has been good too. I talked about it before, but that catch he made in the Mets series, like that defense center oh, field yeah. has been been awesome. He's been he's been as, as advertised now that he's finally 100 percent healthy. So what you love to see, and then for our second up, we have from Saturday's game, Alec Manoa making his first start in Toronto again. Another one of those guys who, of course, has never pitched in Toronto. That was predictably amazing. I think we all kind of knew. We I think we all hoped that the first game back was going to line up with a Manoa start. I know I did. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, it would be cool if it was a Hunjin Ryu start because, you know, he had his damn near Cy Young season last year, never got to pitch in Toronto. But I really wanted Alec Manoa pitching the first game because I thought he would have just, like, it's kind of like Marcus Stroman, right? He would feed off that kind yeah, of Yeah, he has that kind of big game mentality in him. You can see that when he pitches, like, pitching in the Bronx, his first start ever. Now, first game in Toronto, he was, he was under, honestly, I was a little concerned coming off the I.L., how he was going to be, if he was going to be able to go deep in the game, how he was going to do, but hell, he crushed it. Like he was, his stuff was disgusting. It was outrageous. He went seven innings, only allowed two hits, only allowed one walk. It was only the four strikeouts. So it was one, it wasn't as many strikeouts as we've come to expect from him, but he just had Kansas city look completely lost the whole game. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't feel like they barreled up like a single ball. 
the whole game. No, I, I think at one point he retired 12 or 15 because I could have matters. Like it was like they couldn't touch him. And it was quick, like, you know, one, two pitch, ground out, pop up. Like they couldn't, they couldn't square him up. They could barely make any sort of even it's amazing. contact off him. It's amazing looking at uh, Manoa's starts here. He's made nine starts in the big leagues. And he's got like an, an impressive resume of starts already. Like there was that first ever game against the Yankees, six innings, two hits. There was the uh, one, I think it was in Boston, six innings, only one earned run. There was the really good one against Tampa Bay. That was seven innings, three hits, 10 strikeouts. Now this one here. I mean, the Royals suck, but like still like coming off the injured list, you're facing a big league team. You have to deal with like that exciting atmosphere and calm yourself down. He just did it. He lived right up to the. Oh, right up to it. Oh, oh, totally. And it's like, you're sure the Royals were, aren't the best team, but. He was hitting corners. He was, you know, his slaughter was just moving, you know, across the whole plate. Like you can't, you can't ask any more out of, out of Manoa. He was, he was unreal. Now, finally for our third up, speaking of debuts, this was a hell of a debut. This was, um, this takes us back to 2015. The Jays went and paid a huge price to acquire a starter from the American league central right ahead of the trade deadline. It was, of yes, course, they did. Yeah. It was David price last time. Price. This time it's uh, Jose Barrios. And yes, it was. People were, people were, a lot of people were excited, but a lot of people were, were, holy shit, that was like a huge price to pay. But he came in in his first start and like just shortly after being acquired, just two days later, he comes in, pitches six innings, allows five hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. It seemed like he had a little bit of jitters at the beginning. I remember um, I came into the game about 10 minutes late and there was two guys on. And I thought, oh, geez. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, this is exactly how this is supposed to go because it's exactly what happened to David Price. It's the exact same thing. And then he just it, like shuts yeah, it down. That was the exact same thing. Yeah, the first two innings, he had given up like four hits in the walk. And I was like, what kind of walk did you? And I'm like, oh, he's a little shaky. Like, I don't know. This might not be his night. And then he settled down. His, his stuff was, again, really good. Get a ton of like swing and miss, ton of called strikes. Royals, again, seven strikeouts. Couldn't touch him. He grinded his way through six and turned it over to the bullpen. And then with the new bullpen they have now, they're good. They're good now. It's actually, yeah, it's, it's, it's a completely new look bullpen now. I mean, like I was, I yeah. was looking at the guys they have active and I'm like, holy shit. Like the, 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 the bottom guy on this list now is Raphael Dolis. Yeah. Yeah. Dolis has been not, not good this year, but he was pretty good last year. And like the next guy after that is probably Brucky. So your second worst guy in the bullpen. He's pretty good. That's like a pretty the decent lefty like they've got now a bullpen full of guys who are MLB caliber arms which they didn't have earlier in the year and now it shows you know you don't get the same nerves in the seventh inning when you're only up no you know three or four runs you're like oh crap this is tight no it's now it's like okay they they're gonna lock us down and we haven't even seen um we, we saw brad hand made his debut on um friday he pitched one inning allowed two hits the Royals scored a run. I honestly genuinely cannot remember how that happened because I was so drunk. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I also don't remember either. I thought, yeah, I thought, he, I thought to... he was fine. He was a little, he was a little shaky in the debut, but. So he was about to so say, oh, we haven't seen Brad Ham yet. It's like, well, apparently we have. No, he pitched on Friday. We just both forgot. <laughs> it was the eighth inning and I was completely gone by <laughs> A little distracted. <laughs> so don't worry about me. Most of this information that I'm talking about is, uh, I have a very scattered memory, but no, what, yeah. what you do see here with the, with the addition of Barrios is the rotation is strong. now. I mean, this whole series, Kansas city scored five runs and they got, yeah. they got three good starts. I mean, stripling start wasn't amazing. He went five and a third, pretty good. And then Manoa and Barrios back to back seven and six Bro. innings of shutout. Like, wow. 
yeah, unreal. Like the, the starting rotation has been an issue, and it seems to be locked down. I think the Barrios is going to be going to be great. He may not be a true like ace, but hot damn if he isn't a really good number two. Like I think he can be really really good for them, really really good for the team. He fits exactly what they need. I would say the price obviously I think was a little high, and maybe we'll get into that. But this is what the team needs right now, and especially because he's got another year. Like it'll be around next year as well. So this is a good good piece for the team for what they're going for. Yeah, that's a perfect segue because now that we're finished 3-up, three 3-down, three as always, brought to you by Twig and Berries, I was going to jump into the section I have labeled as other stuff. And pretty much, honestly, the one key topic to touch on here is the price they paid to acquire this guy. I mean, a lot of people were kind of expecting the Jays to probably have a quiet deadline. Like, I, I personally thought we were going to see more moves like Adam Simber, Trevor Richards, where you're giving up. Uh, not a hell of a lot and going and getting yourself a reliever who's maybe under control for two or three years that can help you now and in the future. But they came in and made a huge splash and traded. I think it was their number two and four prospects, uh, according to MLB Pipeline. Both of them are top 100 guys, Austin Martin, the first round pick last year, fifth overall. Some people say he's the best all-around player from that draft. And then Simeon Woods-Richardson, the minor league prospect they got back in the Marcus Stroman trade, who hasn't been that good this year, but is quite young for the level he's pitching. So it's it's two it's two really good names, right? I mean, these are these are good prospects. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I know when I was kind of following on Twitter when the trade broke, I thought I heard Wood Richardson was the first name. I'm like, okay, that's that's probably fair. One top kind of prospect, you know, good arm. That and maybe another smaller piece probably gets it done. I as I thought, but then you had Martin. I was like, oh, whoa, that seems like a really really it seems like a big overpay. But it seems like maybe the Jays are maybe a little bit lower on on Martin and Wood Richardson than the rest of the, the rest of the industry is, but hard to say looking at like you know if he two top 100 prospects that kind of like a almost, almost a max scherzer type package you're similar to what the dodgers gave up just looking at those kind of where they rank a prospect list kind of thing but yeah i guess it, it's the reality when i mean it's a tough one to kind of wrap your head around like when i saw it at first my heart kind of skipped a beat i was like oh geez <laughs> giving up austin martin i kind of thought i really really kind of hope that that was the guy they weren't going to give up he does seem to have like star upside but also the other thing is is Martin's received quite a bit of criticism this year, right? Like I know Keith, has, yeah. Keith Law said, what was it probably a couple of weeks ago that he doesn't look like he's ever going to hit for any kind of power because his swing is a mess. Yeah. That's what I say. We're going through the stats too is swing percentage. I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it's under 400, which isn't good. Even in double A, like I kind of gave him a pass because you know, it was his first year in professional baseball. He's in double A. It's a lot going on with them. You know, he's 22. Like he's older than Bo Bichette is. And he doesn't have a position. Like, he, you know, he, is he a shortstop? Is he an outfielder? Is he third base? So he's kind of bouncing around the diamond, doesn't have a set spot. You know, what's the upside here? Is he going to get to the big leagues with no power? You don't see a lot of guys now. Is he going to be like, you know, Nicky Lopez, as we saw in the Royals, like a no power middle infielder? Like, maybe, but those guys aren't that valuable. You, hopefully, he can grow into some power. But if he grows into power and he's 25, 26, maybe you say, hey, we can get burritos for him right now. Let's, let's do that. That's pretty much it too. I mean, like you have to look at the Blue Jays and a lot of people are saying, oh, geez, like, you know, if you hold on to all these guys, then you'll be amazing eventually. Like you're going to have all these, all these great players, but it's like not everyone develops. Right. And I mean, no, it, it, we, we, we think back to 2015, like of all those guys that were traded away, who's the best one? Like Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd. Yeah. What was he end up being a number, number three, two, three starter, starter number two, three starter on Detroit? Like, on a playoff team, he's probably your number four, number five, maybe. Like he wasn't ever really that yeah. good. Jeff Hoffman never came around. Um, Dan Norris no, really I mean, never may- did either. 
Now, the best player in those trades might have actually been maybe Miguel Castro, who's made his, a pretty yeah, good as role a good as, as a good good reliever. He might be the best guy, but how valuable is a seventh inning reliever? Like not super yeah. valuable, really. There's lots of those guys out there. Like, but then also the same thing. Like you can also make the counter argument the R.A. Dickey trade, which is they lost Syndergaard and Travis Darnold, and it's like, oh, geez, they're two guys you'd love to have. But honestly, at the end of the day, let's be serious here. Like the Jays want to win now. They're you know, they're in a great spot to win now, like despite the fact that they're, you know, like three games out of a playoff spot, like 10 games or nine games back of the division or whatever it is at this point, they're they're in a great spot to win right now. And, you know, they have Kim Jin Ryu. He's pitching pretty good. He might get worse as time goes along. George Springer, like is he's not he's over 30. He's not getting better every year. You have Robbie Ray and Marcus Semien now. You have Vlad Jr. having perhaps the best season he might ever have in his career for dirt cheap too, Bo and Vlad, they're going to become expensive very soon. And once they are, it's not going to be as easy to go out and get guys. So yeah, it does kind of suck. It does seem like they overpaid, but they got to do this right now. They, absolutely, they really absolutely. do. Yep. No, I, I agree hundred percent. I mean, it's this year, you know, they're going to be in the race. And I think for this team too, there's a lot of value to contending, even if they don't end up making the playoffs, there's a lot of value in getting Bo and Vladdy real pennant race experience. Like these young guys, you've got to be your core. I haven't really had that kind of playoff run. I mean, they made the playoff in the shortened season, but that wasn't really a real no, pennant race. They, totally different. They're going to be in the mix, and whether they fall short of it or whatever, there's a ton of value in having those big games down the stretch. And I think this is a good sign from the front office that, hey, we have your back. We see that you guys have put the work in, especially Vladdy. Like, he put the work in, yeah. did everything he could to put himself into becoming the monster hitter we thought he could. The front office owes it to him. Say, hey, man, we got your back. We're here. Here's a, here's a piece I can help help you out. And, you know, he's here for next year. Next year could be could be the window. Maybe they make another move in the offseason. And who knows? But they're, they're trying, which is great to see. Great for the fans. Great for it everybody. Is. Especially the fans. That's another one. And I think this is one thing we don't necessarily consider when we view sports and transactions and front office decisions in a vacuum. We see, oh, geez, like the the front office overpaid to acquire this guy. They're probably not the best opportunity to do so right now because the AL is really deep. The the East is especially deep this year. This is bad timing. They should have just waited. But also, like, you forget, like, this is an entertainment business. We just went, like, a year and a half without being able to attend games in Toronto. And now the team is coming back. And they're pretty good. They're a flawed team, but they're pretty good. And the yeah. fans want to see a team win. And, the, you know, Rogers wants to sell tickets. They, they can only sell for 15,000 fans each game, and they want every single game to have 15,000 people. And you do that by winning. You do that by adding a big pitcher, the deadline that makes your team better. Absolutely. And I think that would have been a one hell of a punch in the face if you came back and, oh, yeah, hey, your ace, Robbie Ray, is gone. Send me in your all-star that you like, gone. To go, welcome home, guys. The team sucks now. That would have been, oh, been devastating. Awful. That would have been terrible. You would have stay just in Buffalo at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like, like what the hell? That would have been. That would have been just devastating. And I think that would have been just giving the wrong message from the front office. Like, sure, you might lose Sammy and Ray for nothing in the or nothing. You might get a comp pick for them in the off season, but you got to show the fans. You got to show the players in the club. It's like we could have easily had a Seattle situation if you know. You say, hey, Vladdy, sorry, you've had this great year, but we're going to dump all of these, all your all the core pieces or surrounding pieces around you are gone now. But that would have scrubbed the club out the wrong way, fans the wrong way. It just would have been bad. So I'm really happy they went out and, and made a couple moves to help improve the team. Yeah, no, I'm on the exact same page. And the players are like very clearly excited about it. Like their their whole vibe all weekend, it was just, you know, like funny videos from the Jays official account. Guys are dancing. They're wearing this blue jacket now. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what up, guys? Today, I don't, I don't know. I was, I saw a little bit of highlights on TV or whatever, but Vladdy was like, you know, taped up on the bench and he's doing the wave with the crowd. Like he's having a great time, even he's not playing. He's still out there messing around. He's the first guy to jump up and you know, hand out this home run jacket they're doing, and just like everyone's loving it. Like the players, fans, everybody. It's awesome. Yeah, everyone's having a blast, and the vibes are immaculate and i guess that'll take us into our next and final segment which is the up next segment brought to you by doordash promo code bjnpoddd gets first time users of the doordash app 25 percent off and no delivery fees so if you've never used doordash go ahead and download it and buy yourself something nice and use that get 25 percent off save on some food don't do any cooking you don't want to you want to order some food anyway so up next we have another team from the American League Central Division, another team that the Jays have lost to in the American Championship Series. Cleveland. The Cleveland, Cleveland. Guardians. Guardians. Cleveland Guardians, yes. the fuck that means. I don't know why they're called that, but... I don't know. My vote was for the Cleveland Spiders, but... I don't <laughs> I've never been for the Cleveland Spiders. I hate that. I, oh, I love that. I love the Spiders. <laughs> I, I, I just personally am, like, absolutely terrified of Spiders, so I just, like, couldn't imagine being comfortable with, like, anything they could do with Spiders, like, like what their vibe would be, their mascot would be, or what they'd be. Oh, that's jumbo fair team. enough. Yeah, that could have been, that could have been pretty <laughs> creepy for a lot of people. So it been not so good. Like, but... <laughs> like around the stadium, they have like those, you know, those things where they put, you know, shooting images and shit. Oh, like, yeah. Like, there's a the giant stadium. spider. Like, and like, spiders walking around. Everyone's oh, yeah. <laughs> freaking out. Had a few too many drinks and just look up and see a large spider oh, and have a panic yeah. attack. But, they drive away the 10 fans that come to Cleveland games or whatever. But yeah, so the Cleveland Guardians, I'd say it's better than the name they did have. It's still a stupid name, but at least it's not racist, which is a positive. Yes. Good for them, yes. I guess. Good for them, yes, yes. <laughs> so about time. Anyways, Cleveland, they are not very good. They are kind of in the midst of this wild card race, I think. Uh, they've kind of fallen off a cliff recently. They're 51 and 50 right now. They're a little bit back of the Jays. It looks like they're just kind of going to implode. They didn't really do anything at the deadline, didn't try and make themselves better. They front office seems very disinterested in winning yeah so, they also didn't make themselves any worse either like there's a lot of buzz about jose ramirez might go somewhere and he stayed put no one yeah. i don't know who's like i don't that know was, who was on the roster they could have, could have got rid of but it seemed like they didn't even know like, maybe trade eddie rosario i think got dealt but no one like major really so no not at all and yeah because i remember they had they had some they they did those interesting hybrid sell moves the past couple of years i think they were in a playoff spot in 2019 and that they might've been right in the mix of the playoff spot, maybe behind Minnesota. I think it was It's yeah. so hard to think about these teams. They're all the same, but yeah. Right. <laughs> and, they, and they sold um and they sold a uh, Trevor Bauer. I think it was, yeah, that was it. They sold Bauer in the midst of a very good season. They got Yassiel Puig back. It was a really weird trade. And weird. And last, yeah. Then to, even last year, then they traded Mike Clevenger away too. Yeah. Everyone to might, San Diego. Yeah. To San Diego. Yeah. Which is just not what they're doing. They're weird, but they're, they're weird. Yeah. But they're coming in. They are. They're coming in four games, and they're not very good. And the Jays are in a pretty decent spot because the two good things about this team is uh, Shane Beaver and Aaron Savali. Those are two very good starters. Both of them are on the 60-day injured list right now. Yeah. So Cleveland's pitching rotation is not as impressive as it would be. No, absolutely not. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, missing Beaver is, is huge. That's like He's one of the, say, one of the best couple starters in the, in the game. But you look at like this lineup, it's it's pretty bleak. I mean, there's Framil Reyes has been the best hitter. He's got a 934 OPS. Jose Ramirez has been good too, as he always is, 867 OPS. And after that, I mean, it's a whole bunch of young guys who just aren't really great. 
And another guy that I see here, which is kind of hilarious, is Harold Ramirez, the uh, former 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 Blue, Blue Jay. Jay. Yeah. yeah, he's there. That guy's <laughs> yeah, he's one like of their regulars. Yeah, at he this is. point, he's, he's their he's their one of their everyday outfielders. It appears. Right. Wow. Very so they're very interesting. Very interesting. What's our expectation for this series? Do we think the Jays are going to run the floor and just sweep them like they did Kansas City? That's the expectation. I want to say yes. Um, it's always hard to predict a sweep, but I mean, the way they're playing, I think they could easily take all three of these games. No problem. Like, I don't see why they couldn't, especially you say who they have a uh, Ryu pitching one of the games for sure. But I mean, you should, should win that game. But I mean, the offense is, can put up, you know, four or five runs a game. That should be enough to win, especially against Cleveland. Their offense isn't, isn't that good. I mean, you got to worry about Freimel taking it deep. And you got to worry about Ramirez obviously being, being really good. But outside of that, you don't have a lot to worry about offensively. You can be, whether the pitching does well or not, you should be able to outscore these guys, no problem. Yeah, it's a four-gamer, so we're going to see everybody except for Barrios. I think it's going to go um, Ray, Ryu, and then actually another thing, I, I completely forgot about this. I completely spaced on this, but are they doing a six-man rotation now with Barrios here? What's the plan there? Because I haven't seen anything talked about. Is Steve Matt still in the rotation? Are they going to take stripling out? Or what's the play? Yeah, I I I don't actually know what their plan is. I think I heard some like rumblings they might do a six man rotation, but I don't I don't think you should, honestly. I would just I would move Matt to the bullpen, make him your long guy. He hasn't really been that he hasn't been that sharp recently, especially. Um I know Stripling's got that bullpen experience and pitched it to the pen in the past, but he's been like, still really good. Like he had that, that tough start was against Boston recently where he's not that good, but he bounced back against KC. I think you keep running him out there until he shows that you know, he still, you know, he has two, three, four bad starts in a row. Yeah. I don't mind the idea of them using a spot starter here or there. Like if you put Mads in the pen and keep him stretched out to be your long guy, if you have, because I know they have a couple of double headers coming up. They do the double header at home against Boston on Saturday. And then right away, they're going to the West Coast and playing uh, the Angels in Anaheim. That's right. One yeah. of those games of the home team, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, and it's then, weird. But no, but that's, yeah. Yeah, it's two, two double headers in, in a span of four days, so. So yeah, you're gonna your, probably, from, from Matt will get his starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Matt will definitely get some starts, and I think I think I'd want to you know, kind of play and see how it goes, right? If Matt pitches well in one of those games, maybe give him another shot. He roll six man. If he struggles again, you maybe say, "Hey, thanks, but you're going to the pen now." Like we got to, like, they're at the point they got to win games. It's you know, this isn't the tri league. It's to get it done league. So that's right. That's uh, if Matt isn't, really isn't getting it done, then you got to yeah send him to the pen, right? Like it's it's that easy. Like we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna sit here and have Robbie Ray, who's in contention for Cy Young votes, or Alec Manoa, who's in contention for Rookie of the Year votes, miss a day and you know have fewer oh. starts just because we need to give Stephen Matz a start. Or Jose Barrios, who you just traded for, yeah, you can't. You, you, you need that guy starting as many times as possible for you, and that's every fifth day. Like you got to be running those guys out there. Well, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, it'll yeah. be an interesting thing to watch, but I think it's a good problem to have. It's much better than what we had earlier this year absolutely yeah so no more tommy malone bullpen days anymore at least get some you know it's nice when you can have a steven matz to start to a double a double header kind of thing now you got some you know real starter depth real pitching depth bullpen depth everything's it's all coming together looking good. So, looking yeah, good. We're, we're, we're in a much better situation than watching trent thornton pitch two innings and then anthony k pitch two innings and then the next day tommy malone starting like you said that's a mess our TJ yeah. Zoic is starting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're a ways away from that. We have six major league starters in the mix. That's fantastic. Another thing awesome. is um, Nate Pearson might be up soon as a reliever. They've made it clear that he's not going to be starting. So that's another thing. It's, I mean, they have a lot of guys on this roster. Like, how are they going to find room for everybody? 
Like, who's yeah. going down next? I don't know. I mean, we were talking about Delise maybe being the low man on the pen. I don't know if... Because Chatwood just got DFA'd over the weekend to make room for a he did. the 40 man. Yeah, so hey, maybe if Delise keeps showing, maybe he's the next one to go. I don't know who else they can even send down. Like, uh, Barucki probably has options. He might be able to go down now that there's more lefties in the mix. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. And then another one here is uh, Corey Dickerson's going to be back right away. Not right yeah, away. Yeah, not right back. away. But I think I think when Dickerson comes back, they'll just, they'll just DFA or get rid of Bra- Brady Valera. Yeah, that would make sense. You're right. Because Jonathan, because Jonathan Davis got... I forgot that he was there. I know, I was ready even there. Like, but they DFA'd Jonathan Davis, too, which is kind of surprising, but... Because in the Valley, they don't have a spare outfielder. So to get Dickerson back, you can get rid of Valera. And yeah, that'll be nice. And then, you know, Dickerson can start a lot against righties. Yeah, that makes some sense. Yeah, that's true. It's Yeah, it's going to be quite a squeeze because... Yeah. Uh, if Julian Merriweather other come, ever comes back, if... Yeah, if he ever comes, yeah, that would be great if he ever came back. And then, yeah... yeah. If, but I mean, even by then, you never know, right? Like, who knows if someone gets hurt or something? I'm actually pitching, I'm, right? I'm looking up and down at the 40 right now and who's in the minors and who's next in line to get DFA'd. And it's not easy to like figure out who that might be. Like, like you said, okay. So Dickerson comes back, Valera's gone. That's an easy one for one. But what happens when, um, when Merriweather comes back? Like, who's the next guy to go? And I'm looking names in the minors for pitchers right now down are Thomas Hatch, Anthony Kay, Elvis Luciano, Patrick Murphy, Nate Pearson, Tyler Sacedo, Kirby Sneed, Trent Thornton. Like, who's it going to be? Like, who do you DFA from that list? Yeah, that's that's really tough. I'm, yeah, I'm sitting looking. I don't know if you see if you can sneak Kirby Sneed through waivers, maybe. If you can get him up to 40. Josh Palacios. Like, yeah, Palacios. Oh, I forgot Palacios is even on the 40. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something like that. You see, if you can squeak one of those younger guys, or not younger, one of those kind of mid-age yeah, guys, mid mid-20s guys, see if you can squeak them through waivers. Um, I can't imagine the demand is high for Kirby Sneed, but maybe, maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe like Ty Tice got they they able to move him, so maybe there's a marker for August Sneed. But... Yeah, if you're, a, if you're a big fan of roster transactions and roster moves and decisions, <laughs> then this is going to be like a few weeks for you. This is going to be – it's going to be exciting times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moves, like, we're right? looking at the, the back end of the 40-man roster being like, oh, boy, is it going to be Kirby? Yeah, I know. We're digging, digging deep here. But these yeah. Are, these, are, these are things you care about if you're a real nerd. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, no, these, are, these things have a way of starting themselves out. Like someone will get hurt. Something will happen, and it'll all, it'll all be fine. Yeah, it always is. Yeah. Anyway, so Cleveland for four games. We're feeling pretty good about it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else from the weekend you saw that you enjoyed particularly? Um, not, not too much. Everything I thought everything was really good. I thought that uh, the Jace crew did a good job. The video, everything was seemed to go really well. I was awesome. The fans seemed to like it. Everything seemed to go. Everything was, it was just a big party. It was a lot of fun. It was really nice wow. to to be down there and just have baseball back. It was just it was just it was incredible. It was so awesome. I'm just hoping the team continues to. We just have like a. Uh, like an August September of 2015 stretch here. Let's. We started August with a big series against Kansas City. They did that in 2015 as well. The patterns are aligning. It's aligning out. It all. It all. It's all adding up, right? Great. Great. Yeah. Differential. Mediocre team. Uh, acquired yeah, that's, Central you know. pitcher. Series against Kansas City. Yeah. It's all adding up. This is very exciting stuff. That means. They're gonna lose in the American. Five and five this month. Let's do it. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, <laughs> that means they're, they're gonna run the table the rest of August and into September as well. They're gonna win the division. And they're going to yeah. lose in the ALCS to the White Sox. As it has to be. Yeah, in the league, it's just the pattern. It is what it is. You know what? If they make the ALCS, well, that'll be okay. I'll take that. <laughs> there you go. That's, a, that's the bold prediction right now. The Jays are winning the East. They're losing the White Sox in the CS. It is what it is. That's my crystal ball prediction. There you go. Happy with it? Fine with it? Yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, the shirt. Get the shirt. That's right. (laughs) Paul's got on the the, uh, Vladdy27 That's Right shirt, the Blue Jays Nation shirt. You can find it. It gets tweeted out like every single day. So honestly, just go on the Twitter and look for the That's Right t-shirt. It's a it's a cool looking shirt. That's pretty sharp, honestly. I gotta get myself one. It's too bad I didn't have one to wear to the game. <laughs> that would have made that would have made some sense, but a lot of good. No, it's a good shirt. Too much go planning for me. Yeah, go ahead. Go and buy it. It's a nice shirt. Anyways, yeah. thank you, Paul, Anyways, for joining yeah. me. That was great. I hope thank you had you. a great weekend. I know you did. Enjoy the games this week. Let's beat the shit out of Cleveland. Let's do it. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.